You're listening to Creative Encounters, where creators freely talk about faith, creativity, and inspiration. Brought to you by Candle Culture. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Encounters podcast. I'm so excited that you are back, that you are here, and that you are listening. Welcome to episode five of the Back to Basics series. We're going to talk about humility today very interesting topic because I had no plans of talking about this but I felt in my spirit to do so last minute and when I started to google around and think about the topic it became very clear um, as to why this is something that needs to be in this series but firstly I hope that you are doing well you can always interact through the Spotify interact feature Um, I'm doing really well thank god something that I'm grateful for this week is just new insights on rest. I know that sounds a bit basic, but something that God has been speaking to me about is um, just rest and receiving that gift of rest that he's given. I'm that person who feels the need to fill my day with different things. And I took a two-hour walk a couple of days ago and I just, my head was so clear. I was so happy And I need to incorporate more time in my day to just be, you know. So I think it was Courtney Daniela. She is a YouTuber and the host of a podcast or a co-host of the podcast to my sisters. And I think I saw it on Instagram, but it was a tweet where she said, um, rest will no longer be a reward for achieving goals, but more so part of the strategy um, towards achieving those goals I'm obviously paraphrasing I'm probably not even speaking English well but something like that and I found that so insightful at the time and now I'm seeing how you know she was right um is part of the strategy okay so humility so some say that humility is simply freedom from pride or arrogance some say that it is having a modest view of one's importance I know C.S. Lewis has described it as, you know, not thinking less of yourself. So like, you know, low self-esteem or anything like that. No, but thinking of yourself less. And so there are all these definitions, but there are three to four ways in which I want to talk about humility as it pertains to the faith walk. So the very first one is the idea of being a beginner. You know, with this faith journey, we're always going to be learning. We're always going to be trying and i think it takes grace yes but also humility to be okay with you know being a beginner and being in the seat of someone who is just learning being a student it takes humility because many people don't like the part where you are learning it's not always fun to 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 be in that seat um it takes a lot of humility to go back and to keep trying especially when you are making mistakes and you keep falling off it takes humility to not throwing the towel um just to continue to try um but what i will say about this is there's there's this thing i heard at church that we get to god not by doing it right but by doing it wrong and so when you think of the number of mistakes you're making with your faith walk i think sometimes it's pride that makes us think I should be doing better than this. I should be doing more than this. I should be doing just more. Why am I still here? Why am I making all these mistakes? And I think I've been in that phase. I've been in that that place where I've 
you know, questioned myself and berated myself for not being where I want to be in, in, in my faith walk. And yes, it's important to be honest with yourself and to be self-aware and, you know, critical to the point where you are um, being able to have this, you know, staff meeting with yourself and tell yourself, okay, we need to get better. We need to do more. But it also takes humility for you to be able to say, you know what, if not for the grace of God, I wouldn't even be doing anything at all. Like Paul in the Bible says, by the grace of God, I am whatever I am. And so the moment you start to think, I'm better than this, I should be doing better than this, then pride seeps in. And so when we find ourselves doing it wrong, making mistakes, being a beginner, it's important to ask for the grace to be humble so that you tell yourself and you pray to God that, God, see, listen, look at me, look at how many mistakes I'm making and look at all the things I'm doing wrong. And I know that if not for your grace, I'm going to continue to get it wrong. So can you give me the grace to get better? And the second thing is obedience. Now, a very big part of the faith walk is having the heart of a child, having the heart of a servant, having the heart of one that is willing to obey. And, you know, there are so many verses in the Bible that talk about how and why obedience is so important to this faith walk. There's a verse where Jesus says, why do you call me master? Why do you call me Lord? But you don't do what I say. Another verse says, you know, God said, if you love me, you will obey my commands. And I can go on and on. There are so many verses that talk about obedience. But I think one big thing that stands in the way of our obedience is pride, ego. And it's very interesting because almost anything that we think of um, in terms of why we don't obey God sometimes, we can connect it all back to pride, from fear to discomfort to feeling that we are beyond um, the instruction that we're being given, that we're too big for the instruction that we're being given. Um, we're too big for a place where God is asking us to stay. You know, all of those things, it all goes back to pride. And even, you know, touching on the fear bit, I think this is, for me, one of the biggest revelations that I've had in recent times. I never knew that fear sometimes could be a masquerade. And what is really underneath is pride. Um, when I was reading about this, I found this quote by Thomas Martin where he says that a humble man is not afraid of failure. He says that perfect humility implies perfect confidence in the power of God. You know, And so when I'm afraid to do things that God has asked me to do, and I'm saying that, you know, it's because I'm not ready or I'm not afraid. What part of those excuses is just simply ego and pride and me thinking too much of myself and not enough um, of God. And I think sometimes obedience is hard because what God is asking us to do is the simpler thing and the more humble thing. And I think there's this um, verse or story in the Bible of a warrior called Naaman was a very powerful warrior, loved very much by the king um, that he you know, fought for, but he had leprosy. And so his wife had this servant girl and she made a comment one day. She said that she wishes that you know Naaman would go to prophet Elisha in Israel because he will get cured of his leprosy. So, so Naaman went and you know, there's a whole story in between, which I wouldn't say all of it, but when Naaman gets to Elisha, Elisha doesn't come out. Elisha sends someone to Naaman and tells that person to tell Naaman to go dip himself in a river called the River Jordan seven times. But Naaman was so angry because Naaman thought, where I'm coming from, there are a lot of rivers and I thought you will come out to meet me. All of those things. He was not happy about, about all that. 
and he was going to go back to where he was, he was coming from with his leprosy. But one of his officers said, why wouldn't you do this thing that, you know, the prophet has asked you to do? If he had asked you to do something more, you know, challenging and more complex, would you have done it? And he thought about it and said, okay, you know what, I'm just going to do it. And of course, he dips himself in the river and he's scared of his, of his leprosy. And I, I think of that story and I think that, you know, pride would have stopped him from getting his healing. Pride would have stood in the way of him getting his breakthrough. And so I think that when we think of obedience and when we think of this faith walk, um, humility has to come in because it can be that thing that is standing in between where we are and where God wants to take us. So the third thing is the idea of giving up control. Now, a very hot topic when it comes to people who are trying to figure out the faith and trying to understand why it's worth it to come on this journey is the questions. People keep saying, oh, you know, I have all these questions. They don't make sense to me. So I'm not going to come on this walk. Um, I have all these questions. Nobody can answer them. Everyone is confused. So I'm also not going to come on this journey for that reason. And I think, you know, sometimes the church needs to be more honest about not having answers to questions in the faith. Um, And I think we also need to be honest about the fact that it's okay to have questions and that for us to foster a relationship with God where we, yes, we revere God for sure, but we have healthy, loving relationship with God that we're not afraid to ask God questions. But I think, you know, where it gets a bit dicey is when we begin to demand answers from God. I think of the Bible, another story in the Bible of a man named Job, who, you know, this is a very interesting book that a lot of people don't like because Job truly, truly suffered. But, you know, in summary, God was, you know, one day boasting to the devil about how wonderful of a servant um, Job is and how he's blameless and was just boasting about him. And the devil, as he does, tried to cause a bit of confusion and end up causing a lot of confusion um was telling god you know i think he's only faithful to you because you favor him if you you know played with his life a bit he wouldn't be as faithful and god you know didn't cause evil or harm to job but allow the devil to test him and god was observing and you know initially job was trying to stay faithful so he lost property he lost his children all of those things and he was trying hard to stay faithful, but it just got worse. And he began to question God. And, you know, the book of Job is 42 chapters. And there are chapters and chapters of Job just questioning God. And then God says, okay, I have questions for you. And God begins to ask Job these questions that left him speechless. And the very first question that, you know, that, that Job was asked was, were you there when I made the world? Do you know who decided how large it would be? And so God has all these questions for Job from about chapter 38 to 42. And I think the story is so interesting because, yes, it's okay to ask God questions. But when we think of God and the greatness of God and the just the fact that God is incomparable and we're trying to ask him all these questions, can we stand and, and answer questions from him as well? You know, do we even know, do we understand 
how this world really works, this world that he created? What what do we want to ask him about it? Um, or rather, what do we want to demand answers from him about it? You know, so we can ask God questions. But if God turns to us and begins to ask God, us questions, can we really answer? And so I think we have to acknowledge and accept that our power is nothing compared to God's power, our wisdom, our intellect, our sense of judgment, our whatever we have is nothing compared to God's ways and God's power and God's wisdom and God's intelligence. And even in showing up with questions, we still show up with humility and we still show up with reverence for God who is just so much more than we can ever comprehend. And then the very last thing is in this faith walk, God needs to come into us fully and transform us. And we also need to be deeply in him. You can't do that without humility because it involves every single day laying down your will and your life for the will of God. It takes a reformed mind to live a life where you're constantly, daily seeking the will of God. Because sometimes as humans, we think that we know best and we think that we know it all. And so to live a life where we're constantly pouring out ourselves to God and whatever he asks and wants and wills means that we need to think of ourselves less and think of God and God's ways and God's will more. Nothing happens without the grace of God. We need grace to be humble. We need grace to be humble of heart. We need grace for this walk in general. And so when I say all these things, you know, when I say that we need to be comfortable with being beginners and to be in a seat where we're just learning and making mistakes, we need to be willing to obey God. We need to relinquish control and whatever power that we may think that we have. And we need our full focus to become God, our full gaze to become God. I say that also acknowledging that we can't do any of these things without the grace and the mercy of God. Very last thing. It's not, it might seem initially like the harder thing to give up, you know, your ways and your will and all of those things for God's and to do the humble thing in laying down your life for the sake of God. But the truth of the matter is we live in a world right now where there's a lot of emphasis and focus on the self. And I don't think that it was ever supposed to be that way. I don't think that we're ever supposed to bear all the burdens that we're bearing right now because we think that it's by our power and by our might and by our um, ability to speak and do and act and bring forth, you know, and, and be self-reliant, all of these things. One of my favorite Bible verses, um, and it's the message to MSG translation that says, self-help is no help at all. Um, and it's, it might be a controversial verse, but I like it because a lot of people have tried to help themselves, but they fail because we need the help and the grace and the mercy of God. We can't get to a place where we acknowledge that we can't do it all by ourselves. We can't live life in general, but also do this faith walk without the mercy of God if we are not humble. But I think it's a gift to rely on God and to have God as as our source and our shield and our comfort and all these wonderful things that he is to all the people that know him. So I, I don't think that it's that we're losing out basically by you know, say, okay, I'm laying down myself and taking up the life and the person that God wants me to be. We're actually gaining more in the long run than we could ever ask for. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of this podcast. I'm so excited that we're still going on, still doing this. Please share with a friend or two if you like this episode. You can also, you know, ask questions, send feedback of any type. It could be you know, just comments, thoughts, constructive criticism. I'm here for it all. So you can do that through Spotify. You can just interact or you can DM me at my candle culture and I'll be happy to respond to you. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast so far, don't forget to leave a rating as that would let people know that this podcast, by the grace of God, is a good podcast for people to listen to. I hope that you guys have the best rest of the day and I'll see you on the next episode of the Creative Encounters podcast. Bye.